Hey guys, this is Zed over at 1825. Uh, wanted to take this opportunity. Um, Mike always tells me not to give the date so that this would be timeless, but I don't think my words are very timeless. So I'll just say this is January 2019. So this is the most popular time to uh, not just make new resolutions, but more likely break New Year resolutions. Um, I actually wanted to talk about a topic since it is the new year. Um, one of the things that a lot of people start thinking about, obviously, at the beginning of the year is, you know, how I'm going to live this upcoming year. And hopefully most people come around to thinking about, man, what am I going to do for the kingdom of God this year? Um, a lot of people start wondering, you know, and evaluating um, what they did last year and whether it was enough, whether they feel like, man, you know what, I kind of slacked off. I focused on myself. I didn't have much to give to the Lord. And so every person's in their own place. But one way or another, um, a lot of people, at least from the church, um, usually come up with this idea like, you know what, I definitely could be doing more and I want to do more for God. Um, and I actually wanted to talk about that. Um, being in ministry now for you know quite a few years um, and knowing a lot of wonderful people who have been in ministry for a lot longer than me, um, a topic that comes up often, and I'm very happy that it does, is burnout. Um, and you know what's interesting? It's not just with people who've been involved for 20 years, but it also happens to people that are um, maybe only a few years in ministry, maybe a year. Um, I find that most people who burn out tend to be either older, they've been involved for a long time, or a lot younger, they've only been involved for a year or two. Um, that's most of the group that I personally know that has experienced burnout. Older people, because they've been going for a long time, they've been trucking, and you know, as life has changed, maybe they didn't change, and you know, after a while, there's different reasons, but people experience burnout. For younger people, why most young people get burned out in ministry is because they go all in and they don't calculate how they're going to be doing ministry. Um, I think it's an amazing thing at the beginning of the year to feel inspired to change your life and to invest more into the kingdom of God with your life. That's what we were created for, to be a part of the kingdom. We were invited to be kingdom workers, not those that just build their own houses and focus on their own lives, but those who will take care of the Lord's house, and I'm saying this figuratively, um, who will devote time, energy, gifts, and all the talents, or whatever you want to call it, um, that God has given you um, for his kingdom work. That's an amazing thing to be inspired and to want to get plugged in. But there are a few things that I'd like to kind of point out and mention um, so that you could do that in a healthy way. The worst possible thing is when someone gets inspired, they jump all in, and then within a few months or a year, they burn out, and a lot of times they never even come back to the ministry. That's much worse than even starting. Um, maybe for each person, they have their own story, so maybe that statement wasn't 100% correct, but in the people that I know who've burned out like that, um, it's really difficult for them to ever look into serving again, and it's almost like they gain not a bitterness, but in some cases, it even a bitterness towards ministry or uh, ministry in the face of a church or a leader or something like that. And I think that is 100% preventable. So 
here are a couple things that I would um, suggest for each person who wants to get plugged in, who's looking for a way to kick off the new year with, um, you know, ministry. Number one, do not make rash emotional decisions. Just because you had a reflection and you realize, my goodness, I did not do anything for the Lord or I did so little last year, do not allow that to swing as a pendulum and you going all in. Everything that we do for the Lord, we have to do of our own volition. It has to be our will. A lot of times when we make emotional decisions, we're not actually making decisions. We're following inertia. We're following gravity. We're kind of doing something that is almost a reaction, not so much to uh, you know an, a decision, but a reaction. So the first thing I would say is pause the emotions and make a rational decision. The Bible tells us that if you know, uh, there's an example in Scripture that tells us that you know it's important to kind of count your strength, like take a look and see what you have before you go to war, right? So the example that the Bible gives is you know for a king before he goes to war, it'd probably be pretty wise. No matter how emotional he is, you know, no matter what just happened, no matter how, uh, I don't know, offensive another kingdom was to him or, you know, killed his son or the heir or something, before you go to war, no matter how good the reason is, pause for a second. See and calculate whether that's something you can handle. Just because there's a good reason to go to war Uh, if you don't have the strength to actually go to war, that is a pretty stupid decision, no matter how correct it is. And that's what gets people with ministry. Even though it's a correct decision to get more plugged in, to do more for the Lord, you gotta count the cost and you gotta see what you can handle. So what does that mean practically? It means pausing for a second and seeing, what is my schedule like? What is realistically um, something that I can handle? Is it, uh, you know, something that I can emotionally um, invest myself into? Is it something that I can give two hours a week to? Is it something that I only have Sundays for um, because of my work and school schedule? Is it something that um, I have a lot more? I'm free this semester. I, I'm, I'm a lot more free. Or I got a job and uh, it's a set schedule. Man, I got some evenings free. I can do more. Count the cost. Count and see what you have in order to make a rational decision. Number two... In, in the same line of thinking, not just count the time, but imagine what your day-to-day or week-to-week life will look like with this new decision. So if you look at your schedule and you say, you know what, I can give two evenings a week, then stop and look at your local ministry. Look at where you intend to get to plug, plugged into and see what your week to week life will look like. So for example, if you have a class on Tuesday and Thursday and it's all day classes and you spend Wednesday doing homework and sometime during Saturday doing homework, write all that out. Take a look at what that week looks like and then go, okay, I wanna get plugged in, for example, into our high school ministry. Now, our high school ministry, they do meetings every Monday evening and they do services every Friday. And so you kind of look at it and you see, does it fit or does it not? If you have a Tuesday and Thursday class and the ministry you want to get plugged into has meetings on Tuesdays and service days on Thursdays, that's going to be a problem. You're never going to be leading. You're always going to be uh, barely making it. You're going to be exhausted, all right? You're going to be waiting for the event to end. And so is that the best use of what you have? Um, Second thing, 
Maybe the schedule doesn't line up, but maybe there's a position in the ministry that you want to get plugged into in your church that allows you to maybe go, you know what? I can do Monday meetings and I can ha- help out with events on Saturdays um, once, you know, every two weeks, but I can't do services on Friday. Make sure that you look at all that. Big, big deal. Make sure that you communicate all of this to the leader that you're going to be talking to. Um, One of the biggest things that people do is they make a decision, but they don't really communicate um, to be able to see, you know, if a leader, you're talking with a leader and they're counting on you getting plugged in because they see that passion in you and you're making commitments left and right. um, It's better to uh, have a discussion about your schedule and all of that beforehand so that you can make a decision and not only you, but they also know what's up. So that's the first thing uh, is make sure you make a rational decision. Um, the second thing, um, if you want to take advantage, there's a lot of things to talk about, but I just have one more little thing. Um, number one, make a rational decision. Number two, when you do make a decision, get the most out of it. Here's what I mean. Um, just because somebody commits the time to doing something for the Lord does not actually mean that you're actually doing something useful for the Lord or even for yourself. A lot of times people think that, man, you know what? I think giving four hours a week to the Lord in service at my church or whatever, um, that's pretty significant considering my schedule or I'm in the nursing program. That's pretty significant if you're in the nursing program. That's true, but just giving that time, that's not enough. Uh, What you have to realize is that anything you do for God, first of all, you got to do it like you would do it for the Lord, meaning do that thing with all your heart. Pause everything else when you're doing that. Make sure to put aside the worries, the homework, the, the phone, so that you can actually get the most out of it. And the second part of that, make sure it's a challenge. One of the biggest ways that people fall away from ministry, and I'm saying your everyday folk kind of folks, uh, not your church employees, the people that are in full-time ministry, there's different aspects for them. But if you're a regular person and you're wanting to get plugged in, one of the biggest dangers that you have facing you is that you will get bored in ministry. And the way that you don't get bored is you accept challenges. Not just from a leader. Don't wait for leaders to give you challenges. Not just that, but yourself. So if you're getting plugged in and you're like, you know what, I'm afraid of this, Lord, I don't know why you're telling me to do this, but uh, I feel like God is asking me to participate more by speaking, by leading a home group or by, you know, preaching a sermon. And that's scary to you, but you feel somewhere inside that that's kind of where it's going. Take that as a challenge. I guarantee that your time in ministry will not be wasted because you will be growing somewhere. Just giving time for time's sake is no good for anybody, including you. So those are just my two cents, literally two uh, cents. Um, When you make this new resolution, God bless you. I hope you find your way in ministry. I hope this year will be a blessed year for you and for what you will accomplish in the kingdom of God. See ya.